Something that's been a pleasant surprise on Green Tree practice field so far is just how much competition there's been at certain positions. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Happy Monday. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So today, uh, Monday, is a decompression day. I mean, maybe it's not so much because players have their first day of class today. So there's no practice, no media availability, but we are just two days removed from the second scrimmage of fall camp. And we're getting more details about that second scrimmage. Mario Cristobal made his weekly appearance on the Joe Rose show on 560 WQAM locally in Miami. And he talked, among other things, about the competition at certain positions. And so far from my perspective, following fall camp, um, I feel better overall, uh, with the exception of a couple positions, of course, uh, I feel overall better about Miami's depth and competition level here in fall camp because, you know, a couple months ago I would have said, hey, Miami's really not that deep of a team, especially certain spots on the line of scrimmage. I feel a lot better about that now than I did before fall camp started. Uh, one quick note that I liked that Mario did this for the scrimmage because, you know, we heard um, that the Saturday scrimmage, the first one two weeks ago happened at night under the lights at Green Tree. The second scrimmage two days ago was an afternoon kick. And Mario said that they began the second scrimmage 3.30 p.m. The same time they're going to kick off for the season opener coming up against Bethune-Cookman on September 3rd. So he wants to recreate or create the same sort of humidity be under the south florida heat get the routine set this is the same time we're going to kick off on the first game day which makes a lot of sense to kind of simulate that and so okay an area two areas where the competition really stands out according to cristobal he said defensive line and the defensive secondary have been the most competitive he said now, we know something that we want because it's what Miami used to have in, in a lot more position groups 20, 30, 40 years ago. Champions were built on green tree practice fields, right? When you had the depth charts were insane. When Miami was loaded three deep, sometimes four deep at certain positions on the depth chart, and everyone was just going after each other, you know, five days a week on green tree. We're trying to recreate that. But here's what Mario said about the uh, – uh, the secondary and the defensive line. He said, granted, what we do on defense, it lends to that. He said, that sort of competition. It's very systematic, and they've really caught on to it, he said. We've been able to understand leverages a little better, get guys on the ground better. We still have a lot to do, though, from a tackling standpoint, he said. Um, and when talking about the defensive back depth specifically, you know, everyone, of course, talks about the top three stud safeties with James Williams, Avante Williams, and Cam Kinchins. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people would uh, say, hey, out of those three, maybe Avante might be the guy who doesn't start. Cristobal said on Avante, he's done a good job 
all those guys have. We consider those guys co-starters, he said. So, you know, you cherry pick whichever two out of the three you want to. I mean, James Williams is probably the best of that bunch, but Avante and Cam Kitchens are just unbelievable. Um, and when talking about corners, uh, throw Al Blades in there as well. Cristobal said he's played really, really, really well. I'm so happy for Al because he's been through a lot the last couple of years with uh, illness and injury. He's coming back from a lot. So I, I hope that Al Blades really jumps off the page this year. Uh, Coach also mentioned to Corey Couch and Tyreek Stevenson. They've had a great camp. And he said, DJ Ivy, I can't speak highly enough of. And another guy that's popped out there, he said, is Malik Curtis. And I don't think he mentioned this name. I'm going to throw in Chris Graves as well. The true freshman is having a really good camp, okay? And then, you know, we know what Miami's got on the defensive line and how deep they are there. And the defensive line is really pushing the offensive line to the limit. And I like Miami's O-line more than I thought I did, but Miami's O-line doesn't have the sort of depth that the D-line has where the D-line can be constantly rotating. The offensive line cannot, especially since Zion Nelson is not fully back yet from his injury. I think he's going to be back, uh, you know, full go sooner rather than later. I think his timetable is looking good, but the offensive line does not have the depth that the defensive line has. Okay. A few of the other things that Cristobal brought up. Um, yeah, he does acknowledge wide receivers consistency or lack thereof. Uh Cristobal did say, and we talked about this yesterday on our scrimmage review, Xavier Restrepo has been the most consistent, Cristobal said, and he's made some big plays. You know, we mentioned that on yesterday's episode. I had one guy in the comments was like, wait, how can you say Xavier Restrepo has been our best receiver? I, <laughs> I don't make the rules, man. I'm, I'm not the one out there. Xavier Restrepo has been more consistent than the rest of these guys out there so far this year. I think he's going to have a big year. I think as the starting slot guy, I think X is going to have a nice year. Uh, but here, this lends into the competition, guys, because I think Miami has a competition at slot receiver, and it may force Josh Gaddis to get you know a couple of these guys rather than have it first string slot, second string slot, get these guys on the field at the same time. Because Mario says a guy who's popping lately is Brashard Smith. He's a compact build, but explosive and fast and quick and can make people miss. He said Keyshawn Smith had his moments as well, but we're still developing, still going to push that position. We have work to do, he says. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I will be honest and transparent about it, he said. Um, and he did say that we could see Restrepo and Brashard Smith on the field at the same time. He says, you walk in with a system. But it has to fit the players, he said. It has to change to make sure you're putting your best players on the field. Yeah, there's different ways to do it with the only way they have played it merits into playing them together, he said. So those are some of your your depth notes coming in. And uh, I think we we are having some competitions on the offensive line as well with a guy like Jalen Rivers capable of playing, I think, all five spots. On that line, uh, hearing good stuff about Logan Sagapalu at guard, the transfer from Oregon who came in. And, you know, I'm sure being a transfer from Oregon, already having that relationship and understanding of how Alex Mirabal and Mario Cristobal like to do things has certainly helped him there. So um, I, I think that's really, really good, guys. And we obviously know 
Um, you know, Miami, of course, has a clear starting quarterback. There's not really a competition, but, um, you know, you have Jake Garcia making big time plays in practice. He's always there right behind Tyler Van Dyke. And if anything happens to TVD, knock on wood, it doesn't during the year. You know, you have one of the best understudies in the entire country. And you've got a freshman in Jakari Brown who's coming along well also. And I think Jakari is going to be ready to do great things. So what I want to do on the other side um, and, you know, because we have so much information and so many observations that have come in from the first two weeks of fall camp, I'm going to give you my updated list of Miami's strengths, gray areas, things that are coming together, maybe ascending or descending into the gray area and Miami's weaknesses so far in camp heading into the 2022 season. Strengths, gray areas, and weaknesses. I think a couple of the weaknesses are a little bit obvious, and a couple of the gray areas, you know, guys, I'm starting to get a lot more bullish. Spoiler alert, I'm starting to get a lot more bullish on the offensive line, and I'm starting to get a lot more bullish on the linebackers. So let's talk about it right after we talk about bet online betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs you can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and golf that online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sporting wagering info from live in-game betting scores and podcasts yeah they have you covered so head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. I'm going to be a part of this, guys, by the way. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, so let's talk about strengths first, and then we'll get into the gray areas and then into the weaknesses. These are things uh, that I will start with that look like clear strengths on this Miami Hurricanes football team heading into the season opener, which is only 12 days away, by the way. We're almost there. You've got to start with the defensive line. I mean, we just talked about Cristobal's assessment of how much depth and competition there is at the D-line. These guys are pushing each other every single practice. Um, you just As far as storylines, I'm going to say Nigel e. Kelly might be the top storyline so far on a loaded defensive line. This true freshman, 17 years old, this guy is Gumby. The bend that Nigel Lee Kelly has is insane. The athleticism is insane. He might end up with eight sacks as a true freshman this year. This guy, Nigel Lee Kelly, is the real deal. You can bookmark that. And I also think that Cyrus Moss, another true freshman, is going to be the real deal. I just think that Nigel Leak is maybe from a body standpoint, just ready, readier or more ready English. It's tough. I think Nigel Leak is more ready to make an immediate impact, but Cyrus Moss is not going to be too far behind. Um, Akeem Mesador has been as good as advertised, if not better than advertised since coming in through the portal from West Virginia. Same thing with Mitch Agude from UCLA. 
Darrell Jackson, show favorite of ours. We're going to be revealing a few positions on first team all Dono uh, coming up later in this episode. But Jackson, the transfer from Maryland, six foot six, 300 plus pounds, crazy reach, crazy vertical leap. I think he's been even better than advertised so far. And yeah, Leonard Taylor is going to be a monster. And there's so much more. I've got to start with the defensive line. I think that that's going to be, um, you know, out safety as well. We're going to talk about the defensive backs in a second. But defensive line, to me, could end up being potentially the biggest strength on this football team. I guess we could argue that. We could argue, is it defensive line or safety? Maybe it's both. But I, I think Miami's in really good shape there, okay? So let's get to defensive back. And I'm not just going to specifically go safeties only because um, another pleasant surprise to me is just how how competitive and how good the corners have been because we already knew about the safeties. You know, we heard Mario Cristobal shouting out DJ Ivy. DJ Ivy is continuing, folks, to have a great camp after a great spring. I think he's going to be really good this year. Tyreek Stevenson, so glad he's back, and he's a leader. Anytime you see Tyreek interacting with his teammates and interacting with the media, it's clear this guy has that extra leadership factor. I think he's going to become a really good one in the NFL You know, once he gets there. Uh, he's, he's among the better corners in the country, Tyreek. Uh, Isaiah Dunson is a guy I think is going to turn some heads this year. He did that in the spring game. game. Chris Graves, who we talked about, the true freshman corner. He's playing like a grown man out there. Malik Curtis keeps getting praised. Al Blades is back healthy. He's doing extremely well. And, of course, you know what you're getting at safety from the Williamses, uh, James and Avante Williams from Cam Kitchens, Brian Ballum. I'll throw him in there as well. So, yeah, defensive back is a big strength. I maybe could have started with this one. I could have let off with this one, but – Quarterback. I wanted to do defense first before I did some offense. Quarterback is a big strength this year. Tyler Van Dyke is going to keep this offense prolific. There's a reason why this young man is being projected. I know it's very early, but he's being projected as a first round pick in the NFL draft coming up. And if he can live up to that hype another season at Miami, it's weird to say this out loud, but Tyler Van Dyke, I believe, is the best pro prospect Miami has had at the quarterback position since the 1980s. I think he's that good. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke processes the game extremely quickly. He's got that missile launcher over his right shoulder as an arm, and he's very accurate, got good touch on the deep balls. He's showing a lot of leadership as TVD. He soaked up the new playbook like a sponge. He's very much ahead of the curve, learning learning a new offense. He got ahead of that curve back in the spring. So, yeah, we know what we're getting with Tyler Van Dyke. And, yeah, if Miami does need to use the backup quarterback for whatever reason, there's almost no drop-off whatsoever from Tyler Van Dyke to Jake Garcia. Uh, so quarterback is definitely a strength. Tight end. Yeah, tight end is a big strength. I like five of these Canes tight ends, even though the top three guys are the ones that usually get talked up. Will Mallory, Elijah Arroyo, who's a show favorite. Um, Elijah Arroyo had a big catch in that second scrimmage, I heard. And yeah, Jaleel Skinner, the true freshman, I think he can make an impact catching passes the first year. You also have Khalil Brantley, who can be a big threat catching balls. And Dominic Mamarelli, who I think is the best run blocker of that group. So 
Uh, Miami is blessed with one of the best tight end rooms in the country, and that's only going to keep churning because once the verbal commits become true freshmen next year, right, you have Reed McKeska, Jackson Carver, and Riley Williams. You've got a loaded tight end class coming in in the class of 2023. So tight end is going to be in great shape for a very, very long time. Punting. Yeah, punting is a strength. I almost forgot to put this on the list. Okay, I guess I think it's easy to forget certain aspects of special teams, but eh, let's not take for granted how important the field position game is. And the Hurricanes have one of the best in the business in Lou Headley, right? I mean, it'd be hard to find, you know, more than one or two, if any, better punters in the country than Miami's Aussie Lou Headley. Yeah, I'd love Miami to score touchdowns on every single drive. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, so Lou Headley, uh, I think it's going to be so key in the field position game. So those are those are what I believe to be the top strengths on the Miami Hurricanes team heading into the 2022 season. And as always, folks, if I left anything out or if I made something a strength you don't think is a strength, tweet us at Locked on Canes. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Canes and we will follow you back. You can also tweet my personal at Alex Dono, Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. So those are the strengths. Let's get to the gray areas, okay? Things that might be strengths, but they're they're a little bit stuck in purgatory for me. I'm not going to call them weaknesses. I'm not going to call them strengths. Maybe some of these can be strengths, or maybe some of these will be weaknesses. Uh, so gray area, offensive line. I have actually elevated offensive line from potential weakness to gray area. I'm not quite ready to call offensive line a strength just yet, but that unit is improving a ton. And they're actually playing now as a unit, which I don't think they were doing for the last couple of years. You know, from Jalen Rivers, who's the Swiss Army knife, can play at a high level everywhere. Ja'Kai Clark, DJ Scaife should have good years. Zion Nelson progressing well coming off injury. I think he's going to have left tackle locked down and be one of the better left tackles in the entire country. I mentioned this guy earlier. It sounds like Logan Sagapalu doing very well since transferring in from Oregon. Inez Cooper is out there pancaking fools left and right. This unit, I think, could very well be a pleasant surprise this year. So offensive line. Gray area could be elevated to a strength after we get a couple of games, and no question. Another unit that I have elevated from weakness to gray area, linebacker. Yes, linebacker. Uh, not a whole lot of depth there, right? But based on the way that they're progressing through camp and taking to Charlie Strong's coaching, I will not call the linebacking unit a weakness. I will call it a gray area. Caleb Johnson, as expected, is having a great camp. He's going to be Miami's best linebacker. Chase Smith had a very good scrimmage. This unit is so well coached by Charlie Strong. I think linebacker, that's a unit to watch. And also playing behind what's, I think, going to be a really disruptive defensive line. That's only going to make the linebackers look better, and it's going to make their job easier. So I'm going to call linebacker a gray area. Okay, so here's here's a unit that has actually been downgraded from strength to gray area, and they've been downgraded due to injury, and that's running back. Trevante Citizen, we know, is going to miss significant time. We wish him the best in a speedy recovery. 
Uh, it seems like Don Chaney could miss several weeks, could miss several weeks. There's a lot we don't know yet. I think at some point during the season, we will see Don Chaney. I don't know how soon, uh, but for the meantime, Miami is going to be tested. They're down to three scholarship running backs. Uh, but I think this unit still on paper, they're going to be okay between Jalen Knighton, Henry Parrish, Thad Franklin, Devin Perry, the walk-on who had uh, some big plays in the second scrimmage, including, I heard anyway, a 50-yard touchdown in that top-secret second scrimmage. He continually steps up. Uh, so they just, running back no longer right now has the embarrassment of riches they had like eight days ago before the Citizen and then the Cheney injury. So I have downgraded running back from strength to gray area. When we come back, we're going to talk about the weaknesses. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. Also available free on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and smash those like buttons, my friends. So uh, here's what I'm looking at with weaknesses. I'm going to look more at factors that seem to be weaknesses rather than calling out specific units. Although, you know, you can do a little bit of that when you talk about drops, okay? Because I think the biggest weakness that Miami has been showing from the spring game into fall camp, into the scrimmages, has just been receivers not being consistent enough. So maybe I'm saying receiver is a weakness, but I don't know because there, there's a lot of talent there at wide receiver, but the execution has just been letting these guys down. Um, you know, we don't want to have so many offensive drives derailed this season by receivers just simply failing to execute. So I'm going to call I'm going to call the biggest weakness right now has just been drops and the lack of consistent execution by Miami's wide receivers. Uh, it sounds like Xavier Restrepo has been the most consistent of that bunch. And Mario Cristobal did say that Brashard Smith has been popping lately. He mentioned Keyshawn Smith as a guy who's made some plays. I'm also going to mention Jacoby George as a guy who's made some plays. So there's uh, there's talent there. And, you know, I like Romello Brinson a lot as well. There's definitely talent there at wide receiver. But at this point, drops and lack of execution have been a weakness there. And last one, I'm still going to consider, until proven otherwise, I'm going to consider tackling by the defense as a whole to be a weakness. Miami was one of the worst, statistically, the worst tackling team in the country last year. I know the progress is being made with tackling, and I know that because I've asked coaches and players about this numerous times throughout fall camp. I want to make it clear that progress is being made, uh, but I also want to make this clear because people ask us all the time uh, about how's the tackling going, you know, so I do want to say I think it's still a weakness you know, I'm on campus twice a week asking players about tackling, and they tell me that it's something that they're drilling consistently. Like they are constantly drilling the form and technique of tackling, the angles. Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, is obsessed with improving that aspect of it. Uh, and Mario Cristobal talked about it as well. A couple of weeks ago, Mario Cristobal did say that the tackling is improving, but uh, on the Joe Rose show on Monday morning, he also did mention tackling as something that they're still not great at coming out of that second scrimmage. Uh, Cristobal says it's all technique 
So he's like, he's not saying we just don't have the players who are capable of tackling. He's saying these players need to polish up their technique. We have to understand leverage is better is what Cristobal said. So for that reason, I think tackling can be fixable. It's just going to take some time because 2022, it's really hard to fix tackling when you're only allowed to drill it so often, right? Like this is not, you know, 20 years ago at Green Tree, you were doing two a days, three a days, four a days, full contact every single day. That's just not football anymore. From the NFL on down, you know, you, you're limited as to how much you can actually do live hitting and tackling in practice. So, I mean, I think they're drilling technique, but they're maybe not doing it enough at live speed. Like they get a chance to do that in the scrimmages, but then in the scrimmages, you also don't want to kill your teammates, right? So, you know, I, I know it's hard. Like you go a hundred percent, but maybe during the season you go 110%, but yeah, I'm going to say the tackling is something that we still need to see more improvement on. So I want to give an update. I'm going to give you out a few positions here. Players that make the list of first team all Dono. And the way that this works, guys, first team all Dono are not necessarily the best players on the team. Some of them might very well be. But these are players that here on Locked on Canes, we have a borderline unhealthy obsession with. Right. The players that we talk about more than others, the players that are on our radar, maybe more than the general public. And it's not all me. Some of these are players that I am obsessed with. Some of these are players that I see you guys are obsessed with, who you ask me the most about on our Twitter comments and on our YouTube comments and our podcast reviews and all that. So I'm going to give you three first team Aldano wide receivers, a first team tight end and two first team defensive tackles. Here are the official honors. First team wide receivers, all Dono. So please, guys, if you're watching this, because, hey, if you get mentioned first team, you better watch this episode and give us the uh, the thumbs up button. And I want all of you to hold on to all of your footballs this year. Do not commit any drops this season. Colby Young, the transfer from junior college, he gets a first team all Dono mention. We talk about this young man constantly. I love his height at six foot four. He's got good speed, was a nice deep threat in junior college, and I think he's going to be a really good guy for contested balls this year uh, at the at the Power 5 level. Uh, he's been impressing some people. I think he's still got a few things to work on just footwork-wise and route running-wise, but Colby Young, I think, has a bright future here. He gets a first-team slot. Another first-team slot on the outside, Romello Brinson. He is a show favorite. <laughs> I think he's a favorite, especially of the audience, because I don't think we've ever done a show where someone hasn't commented, what's going on with Romello Brinson? How come you don't talk about Romello enough? Uh, his one-handed grab last year, one of the best highlights of the season, he gets a first-team slot. And then, okay, at slot receiver, Xavier Restrepo. We talk about this guy on almost every episode. He gets a first-team spot. First-team all-Dono tight end. Elijah Arroyo, yeah, I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. Doesn't mean I don't love Will Mallory. I do. Doesn't mean I don't love Jaleel Skinner. I do. But Elijah Arroyo, that's the guy that we pump up most here on Locked on Canes. Had a big play in the scrimmage a couple of days ago. I think he's going to have a lot of big plays on game days, on the field, under the lights, when it really counts this coming season. And then your first team defensive tackles. Darrell Jackson, he's got a spot locked up. 
transfer from Maryland. We've already praised him on this episode. And then the other spot, we probably don't talk about this guy enough. I think we don't talk about him enough because we already know how good he is. Leonard Taylor. Sophomore year coming up for Big Leonard. Uh, you saw second half of the year. This guy was a tackle for loss machine. He's going to be that again this year. Leonard Taylor gets your other starting defensive tackle spot. So Darrell Jackson and Leonard Taylor, your first team Aldano DTs. Your first team Aldano tight end is Elijah Arroyo. And your first team wide receivers, Colby Young, Xavier Restrepo, and Romello Brinson. Oh, and, and by the way, here's a quick recruiting note before we wrap it up. Congratulations to Miami Verbal Commit, Tommy Kinsler, offensive lineman. Uh, he announced on his Twitter account yesterday he has been elevated from a three-star to a four-star. It's a no-brainer, man. Uh, this guy is a legit four-star, Tommy Kinsler. And the same thing needs to happen with Antonio Tripp. Um, you know, at the time when he committed to Miami, he was considered a four-star. Then, I don't know, somehow he got downgraded to three-star. That's a four-star. Like, Antonio Tripp... And Tommy Kinsler are both bona fide four stars. Give these guys their respect. Uh, I had a lot of fun today, as always. We're going to have plenty more content throughout the week. So thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Make sure to smash those like buttons. Make sure to subscribe on all the audio channels and on YouTube as well. And make sure you get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Thank you for making us your first. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.